brothers and sisters around the world and welcome to Book of Boredom with me, Brother Paul, and with me as always, the celestial mother of us all, my eternal concubine, and I just listened to last week's episode again and it was all about her tits, which apparently are epic. They are. So, the one with the divine titties, Sister Patience, hello. Hey, Brother Paul. Good to have you again, Sister Patience. How are you this week? I am much better now. Why is it? Well, last week was really stressful. Yeah, you mentioned that. You had a bit of a tough one. Everything okay? Everything's okay. Just had a lot on. Finally got that episode out and then the stress released. Uh I put on some Gordon Ramsay. And then here we are tonight recording another one to stress you out with again. Oh, no, this will be fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And we have a special guest talking to us via the Urim and Thummim. <laughs> Although we're all in the same city, at least, just different corners of the city. Yeah. But we do have a special guest with us this week, Brother Ray. Hello. How you doing, Brother Ray? I'm doing good. Good to be here. Good to have you. Now, Brother Ray has the advantage of he's the first non-member and, you know, first person to have no connection with the Mormon Church at all prior to coming on to this show. Is, is that right? Do you know anything about Mormonism at all other than this wonderful, informative, and 100% accurate podcast? <laughs> so accurate. Well, I've heard a few things my dad would say, like when we saw Mormons at the train station and oh, really? just really weird things. Like, <laughs> you don't end up like with them. You might have multiple wives. I'm like, what's wrong with that? <laughs> Hating that me. Dad, we do polyamory now, okay? So just shut it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but let me ask you this, Ray. You're married now, right? I guess just still engaged. I'm oh, still engaged. Uh, okay. Do you think you could satisfy more than one woman at a time, though? Women are very hard to keep happy. What is that? More than one man. Oh, okay. Well, that. Mm. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> All right. That's fine then. You can keep... <laughs> See, I really haven't told Paul anything about you. <laughs> yeah, some background info there. Okay. Let me rephrase it then. Could you keep more than one man happy at a time? Or, you know, could you marry multiple men and have, like, the polygamous men thing? I don't see why not. Uh, that could be fun. Joseph Smith never thought of that now, did he? Well, he's a bit behind it, I guess. Yeah. I think he thought about it, mm-hmm. but did it in secret. Like we've discussed. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. There was definitely a lot of suppressed homosexuality featured in the Bible. Ah, oh, that poor man. Yeah. He was keeping it inside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Constantly thinking about rods and seed. Ah, oh, it was written all over his face. <laughs> yeah, all right. So, all right so, so what we've established is satisfying multiple women is hard, but men are easy. Huh. To all of my gay friends out there, have at it, guys. Go and have some fun. You do you. You do you and him and him and him and him and him and this. <laughs> you know, Ray, I think you were our first Patreon. Really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> How did you find out about this little podcast? Well, Sister Patience message saying, you should listen. Okay, then. <laughs> so you two have been friends for a while then? Um, yeah, since before 2014, I'd say. Oh, nice. You mean you have friends that aren't me? <laughs> uh, when, when did that happen? I don't have a lot of friends, Paul. <laughs> But I gotta say, I'm I'm having fun collecting a lot of your friends doing this podcast. Every episode, like we get more and more mutual friends as we go along. So. Yeah. Well, at least Facebook thinks we have more mutual friends as yes. we just sort of collect them all. It's just like Pokemon, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, like Joseph Smith with his wives, collect them all. <laughs> Ray, you have the interesting distinction of being somebody who has absolutely no connection with religion as far as being raised that way. Oh uh, yes, kind of like fourth down my throat at school, high school particularly. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that kind of sucks. I think it was Anglican, actually. I don't really remember, but I didn't really care, to be honest, at the time. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's like during the school, you went to church like an hour every Thursday or something, and religious studies three times a week. Three times a week? Only three? Yeah, that's all I could do. (laughs) Wow. Were your family religious or anything? Not really. My mother, likes to think she she like prays a lot but mm. 
I think she wishes she was more religious. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? Like people that wish they were more religious, are they not because they just don't believe it? They just wish it was true? Or are they not because they're just low conscientious and don't give a fuck? I think she likes to believe in prayer and praying things can happen. Oh. See, I like to believe the opposite because I think if people can move things with their minds, that's just dangerous. If that was really a reality, there'd be crosswires. Like somebody be praying that their team would win. Yeah. The state of origin. Then somebody else will be praying. I'm moving something now. <laughs> oh, hell. what the hell? Man? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, that always cracks me up in sports and stuff, you know, when the winning team's always like, this one's for you, Jesus, thank you. It's <laughs> yeah. like, well, hang on, people on the other team prayed to Jesus too, so, you know, like. I know, right? Yeah, and you're like negating all the people's hard work they've put in training. Yeah. 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 Does Jesus have favourite sports teams? We'll have to ask him next time we have him on, you know. Like, Jesus, do you have favourite sports teams? So that's why some win and, and others don't. Actually, there's a meme I love that's got like a football player. This touchdown's for you, Jesus. And then Jesus is there watching hockey. It's like wrong sport. Yeah, wrong sport. Anyway. I reckon Jesus would appreciate hockey because it's just as brutal as his crucifixion. Almost, yeah. I mean, you could take your skate off and stab someone with it and stuff. (laughs) Stab their hand to the ground. (laughs) Growing up, did you ever sort of have a belief in God? Did you ever think about that or? I did. More as a child. And when I started to get older, it was like, oh, this kind of, this bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I don't know how much I can say. I love it. God is crying right now. He's like, yes. I didn't really want to to like me. I discussed with sister patients before. It's like, I feel like I'm more agnostic on anything. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I won't fully reject. Mm. I need to have some sort of evidence or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I read an interesting article recently that says that really all humans, religious or not, are agnostic in a way because none of them can prove the existence of God. Everyone even if they believe in a god only believe in the one and they don't believe in other people's gods so everyone's a little bit agnostic whether they know it or not yeah it's okay not to know Mm. yeah it's not like i'll I'll say like no you're wrong you can't believe in god it's like yeah you you do whatever you want believe in whatever you want to believe in it's like i'll do my own thing too just don't be a dick Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So Mormonism-wise then, you've been listening to us do this podcast. Have you heard of Mormons before? Do you know anything about them? Uh, Apart from your dad saying, don't be one. A little bit. I went to see the Book of Mormon. (laughs) That's right. You've actually been to see it. Yeah, it was very funny. Yeah, I love that show. That was, I damn near wet myself watching that show. But uh, <laughs> what I loved about it, you know, I went there with a fellow ex-Mormon and so we got everything. But what I really liked was people who had n- knew nothing about Mormonism at all still found it funny. <laughs> I thought that was one of the great things they did with it, you know, is that everybody got the jokes, everybody enjoyed it. It was just hilarious. <laughs> the great irony is the guys from South Park know more about Mormonism and Mormon history than most Mormons do. Oh, I bet. <laughs> Dum, 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 dum. Dum, 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 dum. I assume you've seen those episodes, right? Uh, I wasn't really that to South Park growing up, <laughs> strangely enough. Uh, but have you seen the episode since? I don't think so. It's just oh, kind of you, you yeah. Oh will, yeah. my god, yeah. they're so worth watching. They yeah. really are. At, at least if you haven't seen the show, download the soundtrack. Yeah, which I think is available on most streaming services. And oh, for the Book of Mormons? Yeah, yeah, because even just oh, yeah. the soundtrack is fun, you know, like they got the song. I like Spooky Mormon Hell Dream. Yeah, and then Man And, um, you know, Turn It Off Like a Light Switch. That's one uh, of my yeah. favourite ones, yeah. They're talking about suppressing your gay feelings by, you know, Turn It Off Like a Light Switch. <laughs> turn It Off. Like a light switch. <laughs> oh, my God. I need to listen to this. Go and download it. It's worth listening to everybody at home. And if the Book of Mormon musical is playing anywhere near you, go and see it because it is fucking hilarious. I can't wait till it comes by again. Yeah, yeah. It's just finished in Brisbane about six months or so ago, I think. Just a bit too soon It'll for be this back. podcast. It'll, It'll be, be back. back. Uh, Maybe I can star in the next one or something. I don't know. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Hey, Paul, can you move your webcam down a bit so I can see your chin? Wow. Which, which chin do you want to see? <laughs> <laughs> now, you're losing weight. I'm doing all right, actually. Yeah, I'm getting yeah, there. Yeah, you're starting uh, to get your, uh, your groove on. Yeah. 
Well, after listening to you drool over 21-year-old me in last week's episode, <laughs> I'm like, okay, clearly I've got to get back to that. So, you know, I'm working on it. Well, your feed still is fantastic. Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. You know, he was able to grow that beard when he was like 17. I'm jealous. The problem when I was younger is I didn't realise how sexy I was at the time. <laughs> Who does? Man, I didn't make the most of it. Then I look at photos of me now and I'm like, holy fuck, I had so many missed opportunities. I remember in school you made some crack about the hairs on your toes at one point. I've still got those. <laughs> I've still got hairy toes. Some people just have the hairy gene. Mm. I do, I do. I, I, I'm Harry. Shout out to Brother Harry. Yeah, oh, yeah, Brother Harry, a guest from a couple of months ago. All right, so I'm guessing then, Ray, you've never read any of the Book of Mormon at all. You've never come nope. across it. Okay, so this is going to be fun. I'm, you got it open there in front of you now. Have you got yeah, access to it? I assume I'm at the right place, so. All right, so it's 222 tonight, 2nd Nephi, chapter 2. Oh, I, I should ask you too. What's your impression oh, of the Book of Mormon one. so far? What do you think of it? What do you think of Smitty? What do you think about all of these characters as we've been talking about it? They sound misguided. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure their heart is in the right place, but it's a bit ridiculous. Uh, Yeah. So in the last chapter we heard Lehi is dying (laughs) and he basically said to all of his kids, you're horrible sinners and you need to turn to God and Nephi is my favourite. That's right. Nephi's always his favourite. Yeah, pretty much the synopsis. Yeah, so... (laughs) Shall we do the read? Are we ready? I am ready. Ready. Okay. Now, how many verses each we want to do, by the way? Because I noticed I suggested five each. But in the last two episodes, I've had, like, everybody bitching and complaining that five is too many. So do you want to do two each, three each? I will let you guys decide. Why don't we split the difference and go three each? Okay. All right, three each. So we'll go me, Patience, Ray, and we'll keep doing three verses each. And Ray, I look forward to hearing your analysis on this as someone who's never read it before and doesn't know what's going on. Okay. (laughs) I want you to tell us what you really think, okay? Don't hold back. Don't hold back. We can always just leave it out of the mix if you've got these ideas that are just too wild for consumption. Well, you know, I was a missionary and any time I sat down with people and said, you need to read this book, this book is totally true and real. I never actually put myself in their shoes and thought if I was reading this for the first time as a grown person, what would I think? So I'm very interested to hear your feedback on this, okay? So Lehi is still doing his final words, okay? Yeah, I was actually wondering, he's talking about Jacob here. Is that actually Lehi talking or is this a rendition of... no, th- Lehi is still talking to his kids. Who's Jacob then? Jacob was one of the ones that was born in the wilderness. M- remember in the wilderness they had two more kids? No. Oh, God. She doesn't even remember. Come on. We can't. Have you? Oh. <laughs> Hopefully expect the listeners at home to follow if you're all paying attention. In the journey from Jerusalem to the place where they built the boats, Lehi had two more kids, remember? Oh, actually, it does ring a bell now. He had two more sons. That's right. And he was terribly uncreative and called one of them Jacob. Jacob and Joseph, yes. Um, Oh, shit, eh? <laughs> so he's just addressed his older sons who have, like, been the subjects of the book so far. So now he's going to talk to his two younger sons, okay? Are you with me? I'm with you. Are we ready to proceed? Yes. Okay. How can we expect everyone at home to follow this if you're not following this, Patience, okay? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> don't follow me. You've got to remember the plot. You've got to remember the stories. Oh, no, I don't. Ah. <sighs> I'm sorry, everybody at home who has read this book diligently along with us while we have studied and has taken notes and highlighted in their scriptures. Sister Rosalind's quad was very well decorated with highlighting. Yes, it was. It was. So get with the game. At least remember the characters. Come on. All right. Sorry. Okay, so, so Lehi is talking to his children here. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now, Jacob, I speak unto you, thou art my firstborn in the days of my tribulation in the wilderness. And behold, in thy childhood thou hast suffered afflictions and much sorrow because of the rudeness of thy brethren. <laughs> Nevertheless, Jacob, my firstborn in the wilderness, thou knowest the greatness of God, and he shall consecrate thine afflictions for thy gain. Hmm. 
Wherefore, thy soul shall be blessed, and thou shalt dwell safely with thy brother Nephi, and thy days shall be spent in the service of thy God. That sounds like a great way to spend your life, doesn't it? In complete service to God the whole time. So boring. Oh, yeah. Wherefore, I know thou art redeemed because of the righteousness of thy Redeemer, for thou hast beheld that in the fullness of time he cometh to bring salvation unto men. He's just all over the place, isn't he? He's jumping from one thing to the next. Yeah, but salvation unto men. Sorry, patience. No salvation for you. Do you promise? Sorry, women listeners. This is like Soup Nazi from Seinfeld. No salvation for you! (laughs) (laughs) Only the men get the salvation. God has spoken. How was Jacob Nephi's brother, though? They've got the same parent. Lehi and Sariah had the first four sons who had become adults before they decided to journey into the wilderness and all that shit. Oh, so Jacob was like another... So Jacob's only a few years old, probably teenage by this stage. So So Lehi, although he was like 200 years old, while travelling in the wilderness on camels at extremely slow speed, him and Sariah got it on and had another two kids that must have been like 18 years apart from the original four, and so he's talking to them now. That man would have been ejaculating dust. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty old. <laughs> <laughs> but somehow he had seed. And what about Soraya's womb? Her womb would have been as devoid of life as mine. Mm. <laughs> see, see Mormon, Mormon women's wombs are kind of like clown cars. <laughs> <laughs> You know the old clown cliche where there's that little car where just clowns just keep coming out and out and out and out and you're like, how do they all fit in there? Well, well, that's like a Mormon woman's womb. It's just the babies keep coming out and out and out and out and you're just thinking, how did they get in there? It's the miracle of God. Yes! Out of all the Mormon families you've known, what has been the largest number of children any one woman has had? I know two families that had 17 kids. Oh, nice. That poor woman. No word of a lie. All from the one woman? Yeah. So, yeah, so another woman who basically from about age 19 through to 50 was like... 50? Was like either pregnant or breastfeeding like the entire time. How do they remember all the birthdays? I don't know. Not my problem. That's more than one birthday per month. And I bet some of them clump up, hey. And I used to always suggest, you know, get like football jersey with numbers on the back. <laughs> no names. <laughs> just can't remember names and birthdays. Just like, Number 13, get your ass over here now. And then the kids play a trick on the parents and swap the jerseys around yeah, just yeah, to yeah, fuck yeah. with them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, I knew two families that had about 17 and one or two that had 10 to 15 like yeah i knew a couple that were very big families do you know any big families ray not really no not at all uh i mean my partner's well his father apparently grew up with like 13 other kids but 13 other (laughs) what that's actually pretty big (laughs) still denying that 10 of them are his but anyway (laughs) were they all from the same mother i assume so wow back in the older days yeah. Italy, so it would be like famine. Ah, <laughs> oh, right. Poor starving children. Right. So the fact that you don't know, is that an indication that you're not particularly close to your father-in-law and the family? Like He doesn't know about us. <laughs> 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 He's extremely Catholic and oh, also okay. Italian, so it's like, oh, 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 so, oh, oh no. You, you, you don't want just, to tell the family. Uh, so you guys just housemates <laughs> and nothing more as far as he's concerned. Yeah. We're just good friends. Just good oh, buddies. Good, right. good just, friends. Just very good friends. Oh. There you go. Yep. <laughs> All right, well, it's just the patience, it's you in verse 4, so hit us with it. All righty. And thou hast beheld in thy youth his glory, semen colon, wherefore, comma, thou art blessed even as they unto whom he shall minister in the flesh, semen colon. <laughs> For the spirit is the same, oh, so the same, yesterday, today, and forever, and the way is prepared from the fall of man. And salvation is free. Horse shit. Salvation is not free. It comes with a lot of terms and conditions, apparently. It sure does. <laughs> That's not free. Their definition of free and freedom and such words seems to be very different to regular people's definition of these things. Yes. And it's interesting, once again, that old 
old trope of, oh, God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He totally isn't. Yeah, I mean, in the Old Testament, he was all smitey and killing everybody, and now he just doesn't do anything at all. That's not the same. <laughs> it's, like, it's like he gave up on humans. It's like, yeah, fuck it, sort your own shit out. But yeah, he's definitely not the same because if he was the same, he would still be like wiping people out at the moment, like in their thousands. Oh, yeah. Uh, he got nailed to a cross and decided to call it quits. Yeah, well, yeah. You can only sacrifice yourself to yourself so many times <laughs> to save people from yourself before you just, you know, you, you check out. You can only get nailed against some hardwood so many times. Isn't that right, Ray? <laughs> I don't know, actually. I, I think when nailing someone up against wood, I don't think there's any limit on how many times you can do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sounds like that's from experience, Brother Paul. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I like a good nailing. Just oh, you know, yeah. 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 Keep reading. All right, okay. And men are instructed sufficiently that they know good from evil. And the law is given unto men. And by the law, no flesh is justified, semen colon. Or by the law, men are cut off. Ow. Does that sentence make sense? And by the law, no flesh is justified. Or by the law, men are cut off. Huh? Sounds like a circumcision. <laughs> it does. Yeah. But the sentence doesn't make sense. Yeah, okay, okay. I'll give him props, though, that is a short sentence for him. There's only like a dozen words. Oh, yeah, yeah. The law is given unto men, and by the law no flesh is justified. By the law men are cut off. Yea, by the temporal law they work. Okay, hang on. So we're, we're changing tenses. Ah, uh, this guy. Because we've got are and were in the same verse. So it's like, which one is it? Is it happening now or did it happen before? This is being said by a dying man, right? Yeah, yeah. His traveler just lost the plot. <laughs> <laughs> and inspired by God, Ray. I'm sorry. Inspired <laughs> by God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's already seen God too many times. Yeah, yeah. But, but also, you know, I mean, Book of Mormon's totally not sexist at all. I mean, men are saved. Men obey the law. Men are cut off or men are saved. Women, fuck you. You don't matter. <laughs> Heaven is a total sausage fest. Well, at least that keeps God away from us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quite frankly, if there's no chicks in heaven, I don't want to go. Yeah, come down to hell with me, guys. There we go. <laughs> Keep going. Verse 6. All right. Oh, no, I didn't finish. Oh, no, you finished so. five. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I didn't understand it, so I stopped. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> that was a mistake. Jesus. If we stopped every time we didn't understand anything, we'd still be stuck in fucking first Nephi, first one. <laughs> Yay! Or as we learned from Sister Adrian last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> by the temporal law, they were cut off, and also by the spiritual law, they perished from that which is good and became miserable forever. No. <laughs> this book is making me miserable forever. Yeah, yeah. That's what happens if you read this fucking thing every day of your life. Wherefore, redemption cometh. All over your face, Ooh. in and through the Holy Messiah, for he is full of grace and truth. Oh, both, not just grace, not just truth. you got to have it both ways, Paul. Uh, he's a double threat. He's a double adapter. Ooh. Your turn, Ray. My turn, huh? Yeah, Ray, you ready? You ready? Come on. <laughs> First time ever reading this thing. Let's, let's see how we oh, go. Come good on. good luck. All right. Behold, he offereth himself a sacrifice for sin to answer the ends of the law unto all those who have broken a heart and a contrite spirit, and unto none else can the ends of the law be answered. Sounds like he wants us to have a broken heart. Something about law, I, I don't know, I'm not a law expert, and I don't think he was either. <laughs> carry on, carry on. Uh, it's kind of written like law. You don't really understand anything for this sake. It's legalese. Yes, yes. Wherefore, how great the importance to make these things known unto the inhabitants of the earth, that they may know that there is no flesh that can dwell in the presence of God, save it be through the merits and mercy and grace of the Holy Messiah, who layeth down his life according to the flesh, and taketh it again by the power of the Spirit, that he may bring to pass the resurrection of the dead, being the first that should rise. 
Oh, that's a mouthful. Oh, that is <laughs> such a mouthful. <laughs> that's a long sentence. Okay, okay, okay. okay so, so let me ask you, Brother Ray, what did yeah. you just read? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> It's basically saying that you know Jesus is the Messiah and we can only be saved through Jesus. But how would you ever know that? Because saying layeth down his life according to the flesh, that doesn't mean anything. Well, uh, because in order for something to die, it needs to have flesh to begin with. So it's kind of a redundant statement, isn't it? We all die according to the flesh because we're all meat bags and one day we die. Oh, you like my meat bags, Paul. Oh, everybody loves your meat bags. Pay $5 a week to subscribe to her meat bags on OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Stay off OnlyFans. Just got to keep me off the pole, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last one. Wherefore, he is the first fruits unto God, inasmuch as he shall take intercession for all the children of men, and they that believe in him shall be saved. Oh, that's so random. How is that a follow-on from the previous paragraph? What the fuck is a first fruit? <laughs> Children? A first fruit unto God. He's not just one fruit, he's fruits. That's a bit rude to fruits. What the fuck is intercession? <laughs> Intercession says to me like, you know, you cut something in half, you intersect. Intercession is praying. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But how would anyone know that, right? Do you only know that because you Googled it? Yeah. <laughs> so so you, you, you didn't know that before we read it now then, okay? <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting there going, Patience is Googling right now. No, that was right. That was me. <laughs> oh, sorry, that was right. I okay. have <laughs> bloody mechanical keyboards. <laughs> oh, show us your keyboard, right? <laughs> show us your keys. Like oh, oh, that's that awesome. Mine's so fucking boring by comparison. Mine's like a ten dollar Office Works one. Oh. Nah, it still works. <laughs> Mine's that- not quite a ten dollar one. It's a washable keyboard. Washable. Oh, washable. Yeah, you can actually put it on. Un- Does it have to go with your whites, or do you put it in with your colours? <laughs> Cold cycle. Yeah, yeah. Go in the middle, go for a little bit of a warm cycle, a little make it sudsy, put some softener in there. No. Alright, alright. That doesn't shrink if you don't do it at the right temperature. Yeah, it might get some shrinkage. That wouldn't be good, would it? Does it end up getting mixed in with some other keyboards that are the wrong colours and it doesn't match with? I used to use this at Ray and Mine's former employers. Oh really? Yes. I used to take it along to work and use this instead oh. of the shitty keyboards there. There you go. Got him. Glad we don't work there anymore. Me too. <laughs> Are you saying that that job was the first fruits of your intercessions? Um, Probably. I'm afraid to get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid to go. <laughs> yeah, we both got fired. Yeah. Uh, so thanks, God. I did tell you why I got fired. That sounds like a story. Let, let's take a pause from, from yeah. the book. Tell us how you got fired, Ray. This is good. I haven't told my family because they'll probably kill me. <laughs> <laughs> So everyone thinks I was just too unreliable, but they caught me forging a medical certificate. (laughs) And they caught me out. It wasn't like really bad handwriting, was it? Like, please excuse Ray from work today. He was sick, signed the doctor. No, I mean, it's all usually typed out on like paper nowadays. It was like a one-off. They decide to call my doctor and like, "Mm, that's not good. Oh, jeez, jeez. Oh, dear. When we were in high school in year 12, my dad had his own business at the time. So he got one of those stamps with his signature on it. I could type anything at all for the school and like stamp it with his stamp and they never questioned. It. You know, it's like, please excuse Paul from being at school this week. He's away for family reasons. Stamp. Did you actually use it? Fuck yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Such a good Mormon boy. And now I'm hearing uh, I'm hearing all of uh, these twisted stories later on uh, with you yeah. mucking up in the nicest possible ways. I never went to school or any classes I didn't want to because I had the stamp. Nice. That is so cool. See, that's why they caught you out. You didn't have your doctor's signature on a stamp. All right, where the fuck are we? All right, let's get back to uh, somebody else who was guilty of forgery, Joseph Smith and the Book of Mormon. Yeah, I think that Ray <laughs> finished reading. Back over me. So we're into verse 10 for those of you playing the home game. I hope everyone listening at home is reading along with us and following and taking in the word of God. Uh, I hope they're not. I hope <laughs> they just listen to us and laugh along. Don't get your book out. You know, yeah. it's not that good. Yeah, okay, okay. 
and because of the intercession for all, all men come unto God. Wherefore, they stand in the presence of him to be judged of him according to the truth and the holiness which is in him. Wherefore, the ends of the law which the Holy One hath given unto the inflicting of punishment which is affixed, which punishment which is affixed, in opposition to that of happiness, which is affixed to answer the ends of the atonement. He just said a fix three times in a row. That's where, you know, if I was there talking to Lehi, I'd be like, what was it again, Lehi? It was a fix. What was it that you said that thing was? It was a fixed. Lehi's glitching again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, somebody unplug him and plug him back in again, see if that helps. This is a man who's, you know, slipping into deep dementia, you know. You know like, when I was a fixed, I was a fixed, and there was this whole affixion that was a fixed. Uh, we were all a fixed back in the day with our fixedness. <laughs> Do you ever remember reading that verse? When you were in the church, Paul? I do not. That was clearly <laughs> one that slipped through to the keeper. I don't think they'd want you to read that. It sounds too silly. <laughs> I don't think it's one that they had as like, you know, the scripture memorization classes somehow. I don't think that was one that they wanted us to memorize. No. They affixed that so that it wasn't on the list. Yes, 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 yes. Go affix yourself. <laughs> anyway. Oh, for it must needs be. That there is an opposition in all things. If not, so my firstborn in the wilderness, righteousness cannot be brought to pass, neither wickedness, neither holiness, nor misery, neither good nor bad. Wherefore, all these must needs be compounded in one. Wherefore, if it should be one body, it must needs remain as dead. What? Having no life, neither death, nor corruption, nor incorruption, happiness, nor misery, neither sense, nor insensibility. <laughs> we ended on a Jane Austen novel. Sense, nor insensibility. I actually understood that verse. You understood that? Basically, what he's saying is there's no good without bad. Oh, come on. Uh, I mean. He could have said it just like that. My son, there is no good without bad. How do you get that from that, though? It's like. It's all in the neither things, you know, neither weakness nor holiness nor misery, neither good nor bad. But how do you get that from this line? Wherefore, all things must needs be a compound in one, semen colon. Wherefore, if it should be one body, it must needs remain as dead. Well, let's just forget the first two or three lines. That's just batshit crazy. <laughs> And just get down, you know, neither wickedness, neither holiness, nor misery, nor good, nor bad. That That's the point of this, you know, like it's the yin and the yang, there's the good and the bad. And in between, you find the facts of life. Yeah, the facts of life. All right, <laughs> uh, you didn't get the 80 sitcom reference. No. But I'm sure somebody at home is. But yeah, that's basically what he's saying. And he could have summed it up so much quicker. He was saying, my son, there is never good without bad. Both exist. Pop, I think this verse doesn't have any sense or insensibility. <laughs> Yes, but Jane Austen would have been all over it, you know. Oh, she loves this verse. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, imagine, like, the Book of Mormon done in that style. <laughs> 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 oh, gosh. Nephi is Mr. Darcy in, in that oh. <laughs> Colin first. So here's something I'm noticing. Nephi's whole thing is saying, yeah, it came to pass. Lehi's whole thing is, it must needs be. Oh. Yeah. They both have their catchphrases. Wherefore, it must needs have been created for a thing of naught. Oh, that's a good one. It must needs have been. I don't think they've done that combo before. Wherefore, there would have been no purpose in the end of its creation. Wherefore, this thing must needs destroy the wisdom of God. It sure fucking does. And his eternal purposes and also the power and mercy and justice of God. He's starting with a double negative and must needs destroy the wisdom of God. Well, why would you want to destroy it if you're trying to tell people about it? I kind of understood the last verse. This one's got me stuffed. No, I think Smith. Eddie's just trying to sound really highfalutin. Picking phrases out of a hat and just going to see what they come up with. Do you get that one, Ray? No. <laughs> I look at Ray's face, I'm seeing a man who is incredibly confused. <laughs> and a man I'm who's trying. And a man <laughs> who is thinking, why the fuck did I agree to do this? <laughs> no, it's all having good fun. I just feel like I'm in a high school exam. We're going to like, what does this question mean? <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't remember studying this. What time oh. was this in? It's Sunday school. <laughs> oh, no. Right. Are you thinking to yourself, how could anyone believe this shit? A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, see, right now I'm reading this and I'm thinking, what is there to believe? It's not actually giving me anything to believe or not believe. It's just giving me nonsense. <laughs> All right. Is it my go? Yeah, you'll go. 13. Fire away. And if ye shall say there is no law, ye shall also say there is no sin. Hurrah! I like that. Hurrah! Sounds good. Anarchy. I like no sin. That's all good. Yeah. If ye shall say there is no sin, ye shall also say there is no righteousness. Cool, I'm cool with that. Yeah. And if there be no righteousness, there be no happiness. Yeah, bullshit. No. Okay. Would you describe yourselves as righteous? Oh, uh, I just don't care. Do you keep the commandments of God at all time and that brings you happiness? I try not to. No, <laughs> not really. I know what brings me happiness though. Is it obeying the word of God? No, it's taking my meds regularly each day. That does help. Vivance and Prestige. Hallelujah, brothers. She's Rose. That's it. So we need to, like, rename our antidepressants and stuff the Word of God. And then we can say <laughs> we're taking the Word of God every day and it's making us happy. Because if it's not in pill form, it frankly doesn't work. Maybe in the future there'll be an antidepressant called Jesus. <laughs> Jesus saves. Oh, dear. Take Jesus every day. Yeah. Sorry, where did I get to? We just read verse uh, no, I did not so, read all of it. I did not. Uh, well, keep going, but, but, but take a word of God and call me in the morning. If ye shall say there is no sin, ye shall also say that there is no righteousness. And if there be no righteousness, there be no happiness. And if there be no righteousness nor happiness, there be no punishment nor misery. Okay. And if these things are not there, is no God. Okay, I'm, I'm cool with that. And if there is no God, we are not, neither the earth, semen colon, for there could have been no creation of things, neither to act nor to be acted upon, neither sub nor dom, I guess that means. <laughs> Wherefore, all things must have vanished away. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much saying without God there's nothing and nothing exists and how do things exist without God? <sighs> that old chestnut. Yeah, it's the old classic one, you know, before people discovered the mysteries of science. You can't falsify it by experiment. It's not something that's falsifiable. That's why it's that's why people are agnostic. It's like, well, I can't I can't apply any science to that. Just have faith. Just have faith. Just have faith. Just pray. Pray. Have faith. You don't need evidence. And now my sons, not my daughters, just my sons. No, you didn't have any daughters. Because I don't like my daughters. Yeah. I made them all get sex changes. Only sons. Completely, totally just sons. Just sons. I speak unto you these things for your profit and learning, semen colon, for there is a God and he hath created all things, both the heavens and the earth and all things that in them are both things to act and things to be acted upon. Oh, my God. I feel like he's just, like, explaining Newtonian physics there. Well, <laughs> sort of, sort of. I mean, he's basically saying every action, there is an equal or opposite reaction. <laughs> and Paul just yawned, take another drink at home. Because with each action, the yawn, there is an equal and opposite reaction, the beer. The drink. Okay. Hey, that makes sense. Cheers. Hey. Oh, what are you drinking, Ray? I forgot to ask you. A spice drum. Nice. Spiced rum. That, that's yummy stuff. you got to try that shit. Oh, I'll have a sip one day. And to bring about his eternal purposes in the end of man. <laughs> oh, he's got to bring about something in the end of a man, that's for sure. Is that a porno? Probably porn. That's the name of Lehi's porno. Is there a gay website where it's like, you know, the eternal purposes in the end of man? You want to look? I Ray will get back to you in a couple of minutes. Okay. What did you find, Ray? Extreme Christian mingle. Everyone at home, put that on on your grinder account. You know. My name is Joe, and I'm looking for the eternal purposes in the end of man. 
after he had created our first parents and the beasts of the field and the fowls of the air and in fine and in fine all things which are created it must needs be that there was an opposition what the fuck is he saying even the forbidden fruit in opposition to the tree of life the one being sweet and the other bitter this guy is just mixing ideas all into one verse and again the last three verses could be summarized as for every action there's equal and opposite reaction but for every good there is a bad done for every <laughs> sense there is an insensibility but he's had to say it like 20 times in 20 different ways just to confuse the fuck out. <laughs> I've actually noticed like, he doesn't address his sons by name. Just like, my firstborn of wilderness. It's like, oh, okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> he can't remember. <laughs> in defense, fathers always forget their kids' names. I mean, you know, I come oh, <laughs> from a family of four boys and my dad was like, Paul, Jane, Tony, you, you come here. You. But, but you Know, remembering, oh yeah, you were the one that was born in the wilderness. Yes, you wilderness boy, come over here. The funniest thing about that is Paul looks different to all of his other brothers. I do. I'm sexy. <laughs> you are the sexiest brother, definitely. And I have my hair. You do. Suck it, brothers. They don't listen to this anyway. I think it's Ray's turn, isn't it? Ray, please help make sense of this bullshit for us. Please. Help me, Ray. Please, I have faith. I mean, I'll, I'll give you a Summary after this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I love it. All right. I'll okay. try. Okay. <laughs> So, wherefore the Lord God gave unto man that he should act for himself, wherefore man could not act for himself, save it should be that he was enticed by one or the other. Gonna have one or the other. It's gonna be her. It's gonna be me. You can only have one or the other. <laughs> what happened to Paul or Abdul? <laughs> I'm actually impressed you know that song, Paul. I, I grew up in the late 80s, early 90s. I remember Paula. I'm way too young. <laughs> One or the other. I learned that song in the last few years. Oh, oh really? Yeah, I was yeah, listening to that. That's new first. for me. I had her album when it first came out. Yeah, that, oh, that's, that's so awesome. I take two steps forward. I take two steps back. We come together because I'm dressed like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ray. Opposites attract, and you know Ray is reading. It's a matter of fact. Ray's confused. Next song has to be at least a little bit more contemporary, so Ray can at least understand the musical references. Oh, well. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Okay, 17. Yeah. And I, really high, according to the things which I have read, must needs suppose that an <laughs> angel of God. According to that which is written, had fallen from heaven, wherefore he became a devil, having sought that which was evil before God. As you do. Uh, oh, fair enough. <laughs> okay, so I think he's talking about Satan now. Yeah. You know, the guy that's the scapegoat for all the bad shit. The cool guy. Like similar to Lucifer, I guess. Yeah, that guy. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So we're talking about the bad guy now. <laughs> okay. And because he had fallen from heaven and had become miserable forever, he sought also the misery of all mankind. Wherefore, he said unto Eve, why are we talking about Eve? I know. <laughs> I don't know. Why are we talking about anything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even that old serpent. Whoa. Yeah. Who is <laughs> Who is father of all lies. <laughs> Wherefore he said, Parte of the forbidden fruit, and ye shall not die, but ye shall be as God, knowing good and evil. I love the way you say yay. It was like, yeah. 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 All right. So for some reason, we're now talking about Adam and Eve. So we've gone. I know. Why? What? what? He's just a lively shot. Equal and opposite reaction for every action to now. Let's talk about Adam and Eve and the serpent. So let's see what happened. I bet you, though, when Smitty was, like, dictating this bit to his wife or Oliver Cowdery or whoever it was, I bet he just thought, yep, I'll just get in there. I'll sound spiritual today. I just got to run off some horse shit that I can remember 
And then he just made a whole Swiss cheese mess of it. It must needs be that I tell you that you are completely missing the point. (laughs) I have no idea what the point is, but it must needs be that I have to tell you that you're missing it. (laughs) All right, well, let's see what Adam and Eve had to do with any of this, okay? So, So here we go. And after Adam and Eve had partaken of the forbidden fruit, they were driven out of the Garden of Eden to till the earth. Oh! Hang on, hang on. We need to do a ding for mentioning a woman by name. So Eve is now officially the second woman's name mentioned in this book after Soraya. Only the second? Jeez. Oh, my ovaries. Oh, they're coming alive, Paul. Totally not sexist at all. Because only two (laughs) women now have been named by name in the Book of Mormon. That's Soraya, Lehi's wife, and Eve. My bosom's burning. And notice, we're hearing what Lehi had to say to his kids when he died. There is no book that talks about what their mother said when she died. I bet, I bet it doesn't even mention the mother dying. Okay. They probably just offed her after Lehi Craig. I don't remember for sure, but I am just placing a bet out here that it doesn't even mention Soraya dying. Nephi's mother. I bet you there is no mention at all anywhere of her dying. See if I'm right, okay? All right. And after Adam and Eve had partaken of the forbidden fruit, they were, okay, to talk to death. And they have brought forth children, yeah, mm. even the family of all the earth. Stop breeding! Well, again, for those who want to read the Bible, if you remember Adam, Adam and Eve had two sons, Cain and Abel. So they fucked their sister to populate the earth. No. Where does it mention a sister? It doesn't. Cain killed Abel and was cursed with the skin of black. Where did everybody else come from? They fucked their mum. Oh, no. I mean, Eve was hot, but that kind of takes the whole MILF fantasy thing to a weird level. How do we know Eve was hot, though? That's just a pure assumption. I mean... Hey, 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 hey think about it. You're literally the only woman on the planet. Of course you're hot. You are the definition of hotness if you are the one and only woman in existence. Yeah, you're the standard at that point. But yeah. as soon as she had a daughter, <laughs> she's no longer she the hot. standard. Exactly. Of course Eve was hot because she had no competition. And as hotter and hotter women became born on the earth, I guess there started to become a competition for hotter and hotter people. Yeah. Plus I've seen the Mormon Temple videos and Eve was always hot. <laughs> It's like, if there's only one, what else are you going to do? Exactly. Uh, Exactly. There is literally one person in the entire world that you can have sex with. Of course that person is suddenly the hottest person on the planet. Maybe that's why God had such a problem with masturbation, because that's kind of like saying, you haven't made her hot enough and I'm not going to give her the seed. Mm, Many people when they have sex during climax are like, oh God, oh God, oh God. Could you imagine, you know, Cain and Abel, they're going, oh mom, oh mom, oh mom. I just took this podcast a whole new level of low. Where's my drink? Cheers. I can't even remember which first I was on to. 21. And the days of the children of men, yeah, because, of course, women don't count, were prolonged according to the will of God, and they might repent while in the flesh. Wherefore, their state became a state of probation, and their time was lengthened, Viagra, (laughs) according to the commandments of the Lord God gave unto the children of men. For he gave commandment that all men must repent, for he showed unto all men that they were lost because of the transgression of their parents. Yet, Joseph Smith put this thing out called the Articles of Faith, which is basically the 13 core beliefs of Mormonism. Oh, do you still remember them all? No, I don't remember which one, but one of them says very clearly, we believe that men must be punished for their own sins, not for Adam's transgression. Oh. Yet here, in the book he translated, he's saying that we are being punished because of Adam and Eve eating a piece of fruit. Such a contradiction. Yes. I bet it was a tasty piece of fruit too. Okay. Oh, damn, I'll better have been. Like, I would not doom all humanity unless I knew what I was getting in return was very fucking good. Patience is you, verse 22. Oh, Come is it on. me? Yes. Oh. Tell us more about Adam. Oh, I'd love to tell you about Adam. Let me tell you about a man, Paul. Okay. And now, behold, if Adam had not transgressed, he would not have fallen, but he would have remained in the Garden of Eden. And all things which were created must have remained in the same 
state of America <laughs> in which they were after they were created. And they must have remained forever and had no end. Actually, that wasn't so funny about the same state of America because he actually says the Garden of Eden was in America, doesn't he? In Missouri. Yeah. He was such a patriot. Oh, yeah, yeah. God's <laughs> favourite country was America. Oh. We spoke before about baptisms for the dead that happened in the temple. So basically, if you died without hearing about the church, members of the church can baptise someone on your behalf oh. so that you can get in heaven, right? There was this unofficial teaching in the Mormon church that then in the early days of the church, the spirits of the founding fathers of America came to Joseph asking him to baptise them. Oh, of course they did. Because it's the American religion, you know, and, and God inspired their constitution and everything like that and they need to go to God. Oh. Oh, who's being arrested? Oh, I gotta go. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck did you do, man? It's really close. You didn't do what God told you to do, and then <laughs> it must needs be that you be arrested. It must needs be that this podcast is going to get very interesting. Yeah. Okay. We're going to stay until you're hauled away in handcuffs, just so you know. <laughs> yeah. we'll see. The audience at home needs to hear it. Oh, handcuffs. Ooh. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this podcast just gets better and better. <laughs> All right. And they would have had no children, wherefore they would have remained in a state of innocence, having no joy, for they knew no misery, oh, doing no good, for they knew no sin. I really hate that whole yin yang horseshit that in order to have happy times, you have to experience horseshit. Yeah, no, yeah, fuck uh, that. Good is good and bad is bad. Thank you, Cheryl Crow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl Crow, we can thank her for so much. Good is good and bad is bad. Oh, I love this line. Wherefore, they would have had no children, wherefore, they'd have remained in the state of innocence having no joy. Yeah, okay. They wouldn't have had kids. That sounds like a pretty happy life, actually. Yeah, <laughs> joy is. A lack of spawn. <laughs> yes, yes, they just had themselves to worry about and the yummy fruit and, yeah. Mm. Oh, so much yummy fruit. Kids just mm. ruin everything. I mean, look at it. <laughs> Humans, we're not that great. Yeah. I mean, if Adam and Eve saw what would happen to us now, they would have been like, okay, yeah, we're never going to fuck. Yeah, I didn't need to be born. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that I'm here, I'm trying to enjoy it. Mm. Yeah. But really, Adam and Eve, you had to do this to us, really. Oh, fuck those assholes. When you go through counselling, it's often, you know, what your parents like affects, you know, everything like that. But really, Adam and Eve, we got to go all the way back to our first parents and blame them for all of our shit. You know, they weren't pretty either because if we go back like, what, 200,000 years to the first whatever sort of modern homo sapiens. Oh, wait, wait, well, you're not talking about science stuff now. Come on. <laughs> Not in my book. Earth is only 6,000 years old, goddammit. Uh, they would have been very uh, animal-like. Mm. Uh, mm. A lot more hairy. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not always a bad thing. I mean, I guess, to, you know, for some people that can be a turn-on. We know evolution is actually what happened. But looking at it through religious lens, you know, like Adam and Eve, they're the ones to blame for everything. All right. Okay. They are the parents we need to discuss with our therapist next time we're in session. <laughs> I'm sure my psychiatrist will love that. She'll probably give me a prescription for something else then. Yes, yeah, so I can't blame my mum and dad. I need to go right back to Adam and Eve and blame them for my very existence. <laughs> See, see, so imagine God told them, you know, don't eat the tree of the fruit of... All God had to say is, here is a condom. (laughs) (laughs) He was sitting there watching them go at it and he was like, yeah, I did that. Yeah, come on. Once again, religion didn't give them any sex ed. No, no, not at all, not at all. And again, if you don't use contraception, you end up populating the world with humans and... Look how that's worked out for us. Ah, sucks. Yeah. Okay, am I on to verse 24? You are. Go. But behold, all things have been done in the wisdom of him who knoweth all things. Is that just kind of like saying it is what it is? Yeah. Probably. (laughs) This next verse is one that we have to memorise, so come on. Oh, really? Take it away, Ray. Yeah. 
Okay, Adam felt that men might be, and men are, that they might have joy. There you go. What does that mean? Oh, thanks, Adam. I appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, he's he's just gone talking about how Adam caused us all to become sinful and horrible people. And now he's saying that it's a good thing. Yeah, that brings us all joy. It's bad that he did bad, but man, it's so good too. Yeah. Adam fell that man might be and men are that they might have joy. And again, they're not mentioning women anywhere. <laughs> you know? And some yeah. of us men find joy in women. You know, some we do. Like, you know, some do. I know that you know, some are quite happy that there's just men and they find joy in men. I find joy in women and they're not mentioning women here anywhere. I find no joy in either gender. Yeah. <laughs> You're just a joyless person, though. I'm a pretty happy person, Paul. (laughs) I am now. (laughs) All right. Adam Phil, that men might be, men are, that they might have joy. And the Messiah cometh in the fullness of time, that he may redeem the children of men from the fall. But the fall gave us joy. So what does he need to save us from? (laughs) I love that he cometh in the fullness (laughs) of time. (laughs) <laughs> Again, probably a title of another porno, Come With the Fullest. <laughs> yeah. All over the faces. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Okay, and because that they are redeemed from the fall, they have become free forever, knowing good from evil, to act for themselves and not to be acted upon, save it be by the punishment <laughs> of the law at the great and last day, according to the commandments which God hath given. Yay! How would they know that? <laughs> Act for themselves and not be acted upon. Is that like, don't be a pillow princess? It's kind of the, the old free will argument. Oh. You, know, you have the freedom to live your life as ever, any way you like, unless you don't live your life the way God tells you to live your life, in which case you're going to burn in hell. <laughs> you shall be punished. Yes. <laughs> How dare you do the thing I gave you freedom to do? I love the way Ray said punished there. It just sounded so gravelly. Punished. <laughs> All right, all right, on to me. Okay, let, let's see if we can make uh, it. I think I had one more. Oh, okay. last one. So, so, last one, okay. 20 seconds, go on. Okay. Wherefore, men are free according to the flesh, and all things are given them which are expedient unto men. Oh, so expedient. And they are free to choose liberty and eternal life through the great mediator of all men, or to choose captivity and death according to the captivity and power of the devil, for he seeketh that all men might be miserable unto himself. Okay, please explain what you just read. Give us the Ray notes, Ray. Uh, you can do whatever you want, but if you want to do bad things, then you're going to go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> that's, pr- that's pretty much yes. That's Fine, all of my do story. You don't really have freedom to do what you want. You have freedom to do what God wants you to do. I always thought the devil sounded kind of chill. I don't know. He'd get me. I think so. I've seen the guest list for heaven and the guest list for hell, and i got to say hell looks a lot more fun. And that's where we're going anyway. You're coming with us, Ray? We'll see you down there. Oh, yeah, I'm already there. <laughs> oh, Ray's, Ray's coming. Excellent. I'm coming to hell. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Multiple right, orgasms right. in hell. That's what we're going to have. All right, we're nearly finished here. Let's, nearly there. Let, let's go. Okay, 28. Hmm. And now, my sons, I would that ye should look to the great mediator and hearken unto his great commandments and be faithful unto his words and choose eternal life according to the will of his Holy Spirit and not to choose eternal death according to the will of the flesh and the evil which is therein, which giveth the spirit of the devil power to captivate, to bring (laughs) you down to hell, that he might reign over you in his kingdom. So I have spoken these few words Few words? It's <laughs> <laughs> like you've been a couple of hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but by the stage, the kids are looking at their watches going, yeah, Dad, we die already. I've got shit to do. <laughs> In the last days of my probation, and I have chosen the good part according to the words of the prophet, and I have none other object save it be everlasting welfare of your souls. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? He's not finished because the next chapter... 
Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Why did he say amen then? It sounded yeah. so funny. Yeah, we haven't fucking finished yet. It's like, amen. <laughs> oh, wait. It's like in a movie where they're waiting for someone to die and they just keep coming back. Although he has said amen. <laughs> he says it again later. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, chapter three. Oh. Uh, okay, so he's still got another couple of chapters before he dies where he keeps reading this shit. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh. So, so chapter four, he's still going. Oh, and he starts off chapter three talking about Joseph. Yeah, he's got another son to talk to yet. Oh, and he's going to say the same horseshit to him. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, yeah, so although he has just said this is all I'm going to say and it's only a few words, amen, he hasn't fucking finished. You know, Joseph Smith must have had a lot of charisma and been really, really, really attractive for Mm. anyone to follow him on this silly journey while he wankily wanks on with his silly story and they're just like, oh, this is great. I'm going to write this down. I mean, people back then didn't have access to the information we have now, I guess, and they were all believing all sorts of shit. If Joseph Smith came about now, he would be institutionalised pretty fucking quickly. Yeah. Okay, but 200-odd years ago, it was fair game. Everybody was saying this shit. I guess. So anyway, Brother Ray, Yes. having read this chapter of the Book of Mormon, have you been touched with the Spirit of God? Do you have a burning in your bosom telling you that what we have read is the Word of God? Well, to be honest, if I had to choose the Bible or the Book of Mormon, I'd prefer to read this. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. (laughs) So the Book of Mormon is more entertaining than the Bible, okay. It is. But I, I think I said to Sister Patience before, it's like, I mean, it does sound quite ridiculous, but as a whole, like with a lot of religions, I don't mind the sense of morality behind or like the, the terms behind it and like how you should act towards other people and do for yourself. Reading it like this is a bit silly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. But again, you look at this old chapter we just read, you know, where he basically just could have said, there's no good without bad. I love you, my son. Please do good and be a nice person. Yeah, I, I get that. That's pretty much it, you know? Yeah, that's great. I love you, son. Be a good person. Don't be a dick. You're fine. Mm. But instead we get this long ramble. Yeah. It goes on and on. It's like, man, he needs to just pass on to the other side. Already. <laughs> <laughs> and how long does it take a person to die on the, you know? Consider. <laughs> all the times they were about to kill Nephi, you think they could have just killed Lehi here? Yeah, yeah, it's like, Dad, Dad, shut up. Let me just put you out of your misery. Yeah. Shovel to the head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, I'm glad we had you on this journey with us tonight, Brother Ray. Oh, thank you. I'm glad I came on. And please come to church this Sunday and... Is there wine? <laughs> <laughs> There's always wine because our church is in your heart. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yes, yes, everybody is welcome in this church, Brother Ray. You should join our Facebook group if you want to. Not sure. I, mean, I don't really post much. Patients tried to tag you in it and they came up as untagged. Ah, so. uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, they only just reactivated my actual Facebook, so okay, I don't know. Okay. All work. right. Well, after what we've read this evening, do you have any questions? Is there anything burning in your bosom that you need to know the answer to? Uh, why do they go so deep into, like, I don't know, or is it just meant to be like, don't be like them? Yeah, Paul. Thanks, Paul. Come on, Paul. Why do they go so deep into it? I mean, that, that threw me off. He wants to go deep. It's another contradiction there. He is saying that people are <laughs> accountable and punished because of what Adam and Eve did. Yet the Mormon doctrine and the, their articles of faith and everything state that men are to be accountable for their own actions. Yeah. So... It's just a never-ending contradiction. And women, you're off the hook because women are not mentioned. It's all men. Yeah. The children of men. The men are doing this. Bloody Adam and the apples. Yeah. <laughs> not Eve. Oh, yeah, I mean, I think Eve ate it first, but, yeah, she's off the hook. It's all about the men. I'm good otherwise. <laughs> I'll keep reading okay. and listening, so. Do you feel the urge to be baptised now into God's one true kingdom? I'm good, thank you. 
<laughs> Even though you've done what they've said and read the scriptures with an open mind, you don't feel compelled. You need to pray about it. You need to kneel down and ask God now if what you've read tonight is true. Oh, he needs to kneel down, but in a completely different context, Paul. <laughs> you know, I'm like, what kind of kneel down? <laughs> he needs to worship something else, okay? Yeah, okay, so, so tonight your partner is God and you're kneeling down before him and asking him the important questions. Look, we don't need to get into specifics, okay? <laughs> it could go a number of different you know, ways. Uh, I'm happy to stay non-religious. <laughs> I'm quite happy as I No, am. no, no. Keep reading along with us every week, Brother Ray. Keep listening to us. And yes. I have no doubt that at some time the Spirit of the Lord will come unto you and tell you that it must needs be that you should join unto this religion, which is the most true of all religions ever, and stop sinning. Okay. <laughs> and then you'll see me the change. Station and <laughs> handing out flies, and some, <laughs> some young son and a dad will walk past and just go. <laughs> 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 Don't be like that guy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, well, do we have anything else to say before we wrap up this week's episode? Oh, I was going to ask you more about what religion was like for you in school because you said that you had, like, religious education three times a week. Oh, I mean, from memory, you read the Bibles, you colour picture pages. <laughs> like, <laughs> even in, like, grade 10, you're, like, colouring this picture of, like, the cross and Jesus, contemplate your life. Sort of thing. I'm like, this is such a boring subject. Why am I here? Oh my god. <laughs> I can't imagine that. In grade 10, they're getting you to yeah. colour shit in. There's yeah, just, yeah. like, nothing else to do. There's not really any constructive thing to do in that time, like, in a, an hour. Did they put on any, like, religious performances, like uh, musicals or...? Uh, not really. There's, like, the school choir. Well, I mean, it's an entirely religious school, so everything is, like, prayer, like, singing hymns and stuff from the Bible, the choir, yeah. And were there a lot of your peers that were actually committed Christians? I hung out with really bad people. <laughs> <laughs> you were the cool crowd, weren't you? I was in the cool, rebellious emo crowd. We were like, oh, fuck school. Uh. Ray was so cool in school. I don't know if you'd call me cool. Not like me. I wasn't very cool in school, was I, Brother Paul? We were cool with each other. Other people might have thought we weren't cool, but they were the uncool ones. We were the cool ones. I'm sure a lot of people thought I was less cool than you, though. Uh, I was cool we, we were we were a team you were able to talk to pretty much everyone there i think there were some people in our grade that really wouldn't have given me the time of day uh, yeah you know who you are out there <laughs> Maybe I'll see you at the reunion and we'll get on like a house on fire. In the world of Facebook, I, I, I get along better now with people who went to school with than I did when we were at school. Like, it's it's weird. You know, the passage of 20-odd years has changed us all. You're like a social lubricant, Paul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, Just like beer. You're the mm. human embodiment of beer. Yes, we definitely have to come to our next reunion. Uh, oh, I plan to, I suppose. Ray, have you ever been to a school reunion? No, I had one. Uh, there was one recently. Uh, I think it was ten year, mm. but I I didn't want to go. It's really <laughs> awkward. <laughs> Well, thanks on for that note. Join us, Ray. <laughs> anyway, yes. Yeah, I'll probably chop that bit out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no way I'm saying, but we'll arrange the 25th anniversary next year and you can be my date. We're going together. Oh, that's lovely. Oh, that would be so cool. We should totally do that. Oh, well, Brother Ray, thank you for being part of our little terror tonight. It's been great having you. Thank you. And Sister Patience, as always, thank you for all you do. Thank you, Paul, for putting up with me. And to all five of our listeners that home. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> Being a part of the podcast, thank you to our Patreon, thank you everyone involved with the show. Spread the word, proselyte the word, and until next week, in the name of Jesus Christ himself, our Saviour, our beloved Redeemer, the Lamb of God. Amen. 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 <laughs>